It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Good morning, and it is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on Shine FM. This is the session, and I'm Scott, here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. I can tell it's fall. Okay, how can you tell? Because it's my first day wearing flannel. Oh, I was noticing it's yeah. a pretty flannel shirt, Scott. First, wait, golly, thank you. <laughs> it is my first flannel of the year, which means it's getting chilly. Usually right. I'm in a polo all the time. Oh, yeah. He, Tom comes in here in six layers of clothes, and I've got a polo on. <laughs> yeah. That's usually the way it goes. But he exercises a lot, so that, you know, maybe that tells us something. Yeah. So welcome in. We're glad you're here. This is part two of a series that we are doing on veteran and military suicide. Yes, it's a heavy topic. So let me start at the top here by saying this would be a good show if you have little ones within earshot or you have kids with you to maybe redirect them to something else for the next uh, 20 minutes or so as we finish up dealing with this difficult topic. Last week's show is posted at the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. The full show notes will be on that show and in our show notes on the podcast network so you can follow along and and catch up with us. Um, Before we dive into everything and get ourselves caught back up, Tom, we turn to God's Word. Out of Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is there for us when our hearts are broken. I think we started last week by saying there is hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to offer that hope to you today. If you need to speak with someone, I'm just going to start right out with the number the Veterans Crisis Line and Military Crisis Lines, 800-273-8255 and press 1. Um, but the first solution I would give you is to seek out your pastor. Yes. And seek out the gospel, seek out the comfort and the hope that we have in Jesus. Now, just by way of review, uh, some of this information we're sharing with you came from military.com. Uh, military deaths by suicide jumped 25% at the end of last year. And somewhere between 17 and 22 veterans take their lives every day. And that is of those deployed and those that are already home. And we just feel like that's an unsustainable number. It right. is an acceptable number in a land where we have hope and where we have the resources that we have. And we want to make sure you have them. Uh, some of the factors that facilitate uh, the suicide, especially among our veterans, are the demographics of just who they are and what they've been through, the insomnia that comes with them just in dealing what they've had to face, uh, depression, anxiety, sexual victimization, especially among those who may have been held captive at one time or another, uh, the fact that many of them are still gun owners and are, of course, well-versed in handling them, and substance abuse. And so, yeah, that's just a real quick overview of last week and 
you can hear that entire episode on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. We wanted to address and I wanted to give full time to treatment uh, for these veterans that may be contemplating suicide today. So with all of that set up and all that said, Tom, let's just start talking about the treatment that's available for our veterans. That's true. And Scott, let's start in the treatment thought with, for those out there who right now might be thinking about suicide, this, this quote we've shared last show, I think is worth sharing again. Suicide doesn't take away the pain. It gives it to someone else like your loved ones. They're the ones that are going to have pain. And don't let the enemy lie to you there. Don't let depression lie to you where they, the thought might be, oh, they'll be better off without me. That's how the enemy lies. It's that, not true. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. No place is better off without you. Yeah, that's true. So keep that in mind that you're going to transfer your pain to all of your family members, all of your close loved ones, if you were to do that. So instead, this helps, Scott. Treat, the treatment. This one was interesting. I think this is important. Known as Dragon's Lair brings a panel of experts together to hear new ideas directly from the soldiers. It's a rare opportunity for soldiers to speak directly to leaders and offer their own ideas, be it of a new app or a policy update. But we're actually talking there, Scott, about officers and the soldiers talking together. It's like usually, you know, it's the, the leaders that are telling the, the soldiers what to do. And I, I got to experience that once in my life when we went to our graduation from Paris Island for our son who was in the Marines. What an incredibly patriotic uh, experience. But we got to hear firsthand what the sergeant, I think it was, over them and what he was saying to them is not repeatable on this family show. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad has told me stories from the Marines, especially about drill sergeants and what those drill sergeants uh, did, how they acted, and the right. things that they said and no. None of them are repeatable here or anywhere <laughs> else, but it is a process right. that, that they take those, those young men and women through in boot camp to break, literally break them, right. to bring them back up and teach them in the military way. But And so basically what we're talking about, because you imagine these folks about to graduate from boot camp being able to say to the drill sergeant, well, I think we should have a dra- dragon's lair about what time we get up in the morning. I don't think I would go over very well. <laughs> I'd say, you know, maybe seven thirty, eight o'clock, somewhere in that. 9, 9.30 after I've had coffee. <laughs> I think the drill sergeant would have a coronary. What do you, what do you think, Sarge? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, my dad wound up when he left the Marines. He was a sergeant, not a drill sergeant, just the rank of sergeant. And I can imagine if some private first class said that to him, he'd have probably had an absolute conniption all over him. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. But I like the idea of this dragon's lair concept where you get the officers and the enlisted together for a conversation right and it seems like so many times tom when uh when these situations come up if there had just been somebody to talk to them right then a lot of things could have been averted and just having that person to talk to that's why we say the first thing go to your pastor and then maybe talk to talk to tom talk to a counselor yeah talk to the talk to a crisis line 
Mm-hmm. Get a hold of some of your buddies. That's where last week I mentioned irreverent warriors. Right. Uh, it is far from a Christian counseling service. I'm not recommending them in that respect. I'm just simply saying irreverent warriors were other military members who went through that same thing, the right. same process. And it, you know, that kind of thing can be helpful if you just talk to somebody else that's been through right. what you've been through. And I would say from a leadership standpoint, Scott, I think it's critical, a great leadership style is to hear from your people, to care about them. Wouldn't we love to, be, I'll be careful here, <laughs> wouldn't we love to be able to speak to the leadership of our country right now and they would listen? Wouldn't they be, yeah, we can speak to them, it's just will they listen? Right. Yeah, and and how many, you know, how many employees are, are listening today and saying, yeah, I wish my boss would just listen? Yeah, yeah, that's what's so important. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And, and I am so thankful that I can hear and listen to what they're saying before something erupts at Heritage in a way that we, it, it's much more dangerous. I'd rather, you know, hear about the f- little flash fires than the full-blown forest fire. Yeah, I'd rather be able to handle it with a garden hose than with a tanker. There we go. Yeah. yeah. On the whole flip side of that, we got to get it in, Scott. Oh, boy. The celebration of success. Absolutely. Makes them want to come to you and share. And for us to listen in leadership, I think is huge. Jesus was a great example of that. Look at how he led by caring and hearing. And he listened. He responded. Yeah. You know, sometimes he he did the simple things like washing feet and cooking lunch Mm -hmm. or cooking breakfast after the resurrection. So we're talking about the treatment for veterans to help prevent veteran suicide today and it is appropriate as we are around the veterans day time frame here in november to be able to to remember our veterans to celebrate them and you know as many of many veterans are listening you know to remind you that there is hope in jesus christ and you know one of the best things that we can do for them i think tom is to give them time to reassimilate into society right you know because we're so happy they're home right that, oh, great, let's go play softball, and, and yeah. they hear a crack of a bat, and we hear a crack of the bat, and they hear an IED. Yeah. You know, we've got to give them time to, to go off. You shared that last week with your son when he came home from deployment. Yeah. Wouldn't go to Fourth of July celebrations, and it took you all a couple of years to figure out. It was just you saw fireworks one way, he saw them another. Exactly, and, and the intensity of it was so hard for him. And so when we're talking about the reintegration it depends on the degree of PTSD that they, they struggle with. It depends on the degree of light, what I like to call life interruption for them. It, when they come back in, it may take longer for some than others. But it's still important that it happen. We want things to get back to the r- routine if our loved one is coming back from being deployed or ha- was suffering from potential suicide, that we want right away to be back to normal. Well, that doesn't work. Right. Normal feels great for us, and it would for them too, but it's going to take them time. And particularly, if we look at the history of PTSD, it goes back into what was originally called war fatigue or something similar to that. Shell shock. Yeah. One of the keys about PTSD, to normalize life and allow that defenses around those feelings in, in our minds to calm down, that's going to take time. We want to understand that. Well, if we then just go, well, hey, he's not back. You know, he, he, there's something wrong with him, and we kind of isolate him, or we ignore the person who's 
who's hurting, then we're setting them up for their alone with their thoughts and feelings, and suicide becomes an option. Yeah, we're setting them up for failure as opposed to setting them up for success. Yes. And this is not a new thing. I mean, I can take us all the way back to the Civil War. Okay. Be, being the history nut that I am. All the way back in the Civil War, even they understood units that saw a lot of combat and a lot of casualties when they reached a certain threshold. Right. They were sent home. They were given a furlough and a, and a regiment or even sometimes a brigade, since they were a lot of times from the same state, would be sent home after so much combat to allow them to rest and to recruit so they could refill their ranks and to be able to come back strong and to be able to start off fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they recognized that in the 1860s, you know, now today we're supposedly a whole lot smarter Right, we got we got a whole lot more letters at the end of our names. <laughs> you know, we should be able to hopefully figure that out and be able to help our veterans even more than than we did back then. Yeah, are we facilitating and helping them? And and it's good news to hear there's there are things like these treatment things that are happening to help the veteran. That's so good. Yeah, and the and it, the peer to peer element of it, I think, is really important too to get veterans talking to veterans. And there are programs about that, Scott. We can recognize that the individuals experience times of stress in which they sometimes need the support of a friend or a peer. They provide an early intervention strategy by normalizing the process of seeking help for distress. Well, keep in mind, out there on the battlefield, they relied on their peers. Right. And so to bring that same concept into civilian life, I think is really important. We've talked, uh, even in, in adolescence or ch- in, in parenting, the term of peer priority. Well, there it is again. It, their peers are a priority, but they also can be very instrumental in helping keep a potential suicide victim alive. Because it can, it can throw that red flag up a whole lot sooner. Mm-hmm. If someone that's, you know, I, I served w- with you or I've been over where you were. Oh, wait a minute. You feel like that? Okay, mm-hmm. here's what we need to do. You know, especially if someone's been home for a while. And those services are there through your VA. Uh-huh. You have VA benefits mm-hmm. um, that are available to you. You have the crisis lines that are available. Uh, you have uh, irreverent warriors. You have different avenues open to you and and veterans i would just encourage you to really seek out the those that you served with right you know talk to each other right you know sometimes you can hear hey how you doing right i'm having trouble handling this what about you and then they go yeah i am too well now all of a sudden a conversation can be had true and that conversation we can lead them to and realign and develop resiliency in where they are in scripture so that they begin to realign with scripture and their focus there when when that becomes stronger now they're also becoming more empowered to re-enter the family structure and the family societal group and and be more like they have been and they have this little thing we call hope yeah oh and it's so huge and it's it's just amazing right you know we talk about hope in our in our walk with with Christ and we talk about hope in our families and hope with our kids, you know, our veterans need to feel that hope as well. It is so powerful. I've shared before about hope, that hope is a better predictor 
of college performance and ACT scores. Wow. Those with higher degrees of hope are more apt to go to the professor if they blow a, a test and say what went wrong. High ACT score folks, typically, they blow a test. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. But hope also has a longer life expectancy. You'll live longer with a higher degree of hope. But also, let's look at, at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13. Of the three that remain, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love, but he lumps hope in with the greatest of all. Well, you put the three of those together. If you have faith and you have the love of Jesus in you, there's incredible hope. And that's what we want to see the veteran who's thinking suicide to embrace as he heals and is in, in position to receive it. Exactly. And and we want our veterans to have that. And you said it earlier, and it probably can't be said enough, it's going to be different for every veteran. Right. You know, Uncle Charlie may have come home and two weeks later he's fine. Right. But Cousin Elmer comes home and two years later he's still struggling. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with Uncle Elmer. It just means that process is going to take right. longer and he may need a little extra help. And his job in war might have been different. Exactly. When you've looked down the barrel of a gun at something you don't want to shoot, but you know it's me or you. Right. And that's just tough. Right. It's hard. And we can care for that veteran out there who's struggling with things like that. Right. And and keep in mind, you know, we've talked too about, well, let's get our veterans to talk. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's good. Right. But keep in mind, not a, a lot of them may not want to if they've had certain if they've had combat experiences. I know our our youth pastor at church had combat experience, and he won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. He will not tell us what he went through out there. That's common too. What's also interesting is in boot camp, they are taught to not express or or, re, or act on their emotions, their feelings. Right. I mean, yeah, because if you were out there in war going. Oh, I really care about that dude on the other side. I'm about to shoot. It's not going to work. Right. So that's what they learn. So now they've got all these packed in emotions from this trauma that they experienced in war, and they've been trained not to, to feel it. They're, they're just trying to manage and cope like they've been trained. And thus why the substance abuse comes in. Exactly. To help mute feelings. And I'm going to end it so because I feel so horrible. Right. Yeah, because all those feelings have come out. So let's, Tom, let's let's kind of put a bow on this today and and talk about the Mighty Oaks Foundation. It's kind of our yeah. last point here. Let's kind of talk about these folks. Well, and, and Scott, it's a faith based veteran serv- service organization that teaches combat veterans struggling with post traumatic stress disorder on how to get beyond combat trauma and live their lives in the manner God intended. One of the ways it was taught to me about post-traumatic stress is you have these feelings inside of you, and God has designed us so that those traumatic feelings is like an insulation around them. And so they're packed in this compartment, so to speak, in our minds where we can't necessarily access them. So it takes a while for that to change. But one strategy in treatment that we learned in clinical circles was that we try to normalize other parts of their life, other parts away from the hurt and the pain and the trauma of war. And, and we begin to talk about maybe a relationship 
Or maybe what was it like coping with going to the store? How'd you feel when you went to the Y? Those kinds of normalizing things and they begin to feel a little bit more normal makes it a little easier to begin to get behind that. Well, that whole process takes time. But what's really exciting is the Mighty Oaks Foundation's a faith-based veteran service organization that will help that. And it'll help it from a biblical worldview. Yeah. So you take you take the gospel and you give them the hope of Christ. Right. And you start with the low-hanging fruit. You start what's easy. Yeah. Then you start building it's and once you deal with the little stuff, then you can celebrate the success. Right. Move into the heavier topics and find ways to celebrate success and grow together. We fixed it. We there did. It is. There. There. Yeah, I wish it was that easy, right? <laughs> yeah, right, for sure. <laughs> Tom yeah. is I know there are veterans, a lot of them in our area. Right. And I know there may be some today that that are in need of a conversation and they realize i've stayed stewed up and cooped up with this long enough it's time to talk right how can they start a conversation well scott i can be reached at heritage christian counseling ministries.com and we have addressed a difficult topic today so if you need to go back and listen to this again or look at our show notes because we don't always get a chance to cover everything in the notes uh, you can find all of that on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. We appreciate you joining us today. And veterans, we thank you for serving us Absolutely. and thank you for protecting our country. And if the listeners out there, Scott, have something else they'd like us to talk about. Oh, absolutely, yes. If you have a topic you would like us to cover, you know, the topic we're sharing with you today was uh, brought to our attention by Michael and a veteran himself. And Michael, thank you for serving in the Navy. And if you would, uh, if you have something you'd like us to talk about, yeah, we would love to hear from you. You can yes. email me, Scott, at shinefmohio.com. <laughs>